You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Georg Asker. Georg, thanks so much for being with me today. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Georg, I'm talking to you. We're going to talk about your show after the punch at J.D. Malat, but uh, you're in Norway now. Where are you in Norway? I'm always... Uh, I live in Oslo. I've been living in Oslo for the last roughly two years, a little bit more than two years. I moved from Berlin and moved to Oslo in Norway. And, and why Oslo? I mean, I have a grandfather from Oslo, so I have some relationship to it, but why Oslo? It always is a place that I'd like to go to. Yeah, well, uh, for the first, uh, there are a couple of reasons, of course. I mean, um, to make a long story short, then we, me and my wife, we lived in Berlin, and uh, when the, and it was kind of we both lived there before COVID, and in the middle of the COVID, maybe seven, six months in, and uh, we felt it was just kind of at at that time we felt we need to kind of uh, move on and do some changes, and uh, we both actually graduated from Bergen, which is another city in Oslo. No, sorry, in Norway, excuse me. And so we already had some uh, friends, and I have a sister who lives in Oslo, so we did have some connection to Norway. And I am also from Iceland, which makes it even kind of more related. So, yeah, that was kind of... uh, so yes, we made our decision and moved to Oslo. It was kind of these these factors: friends, family, uh, close to my home country, Iceland, and and then it is just really it's a it's a beautiful place to live in. Somehow it's uh, pretty quiet. You get a good time to work, and yeah, uh, there's several reasons. Yeah. Yeah, well, that sounds good, and um, and that's helpful to know. So let's let's talk about your show after the punch. Um, this is a show that that just came down. That was running in in the gallery in New York, uh, J.D. Malat. Um, the maybe we should begin with a title, which was really intriguing to me. Um, after the punch, I have my own associations with that, but okay. but, but what are yours? Why that title? <laughs> yeah, well, I I hope. I hope you are not well. I, when life hits you, uh, I don't know if it is for the same reason like for yourself. But uh, in my case, I, I couldn't uh, like after the punch that has uh, few meanings. Both it has the meaning like the very direct one. You know, it was like a, uh, I actually. Uh, went to Berlin like two years ago when I was doing my first solo show at uh, Jade Mallet in London. And then I had kind of recently just moved to Oslo and I still had my studio in Berlin. So I thought it would be, yes, I kind of felt that I needed to get working, right? Because I had this solo show coming up. I didn't have a studio in Oslo. So I went to Berlin for, uh, yeah, my plan was to go for three months, right? And and then 
in in that trip, I was uh, I got assaulted and got robbed and just yeah, I was uh, under what's called uh, assaulted, uh, uh, yeah, attacked in an ATM, and that was uh, from there came after the punch. It was a terrible, obviously a terrible experience with a hat and. Uh, and what was a, was a whole uh, recovery journey after this assault, and uh, that kind of just happened. It really happened on the first day in Berlin, and it's not the safety to wow. blame, obviously not. But that was my three months of working trip. It all vanished into this uh, event which happened there, and uh, so from there uh, I went back to Oslo and. And I decided it was a recovery, uh, you know, this kind of two years. Not that it took a whole two years to kind of recover from the assault, but in in the because I was in this situation, kind of beaten, and <laughs> I didn't feel that great at the moment. So I decided I would need to kind of um, do some uh, mental changes and some and do some recovering process, which was. Uh, which I did, and so when it came to kind of look back with uh, having the show in New York, then and all the work kind of both for London actually and New York and all everything which happened in those two years um, was kind of in a way this kind of uh, recovery journey. I I felt I kind of grew grew a lot as a human, uh, just as a person. I. I, uh, yeah, I grew up a little bit. We can say it like that. I'm now 37, and I have been a little bit stuck in the in the 20s. We can say it is this. So I had I had to mature a lot in in a quick time, and so after the puns was also I could look back at the event with a little bit, you know, even if it was quite dramatic and really serious. Then in after recovery, like happens to uh, many of us, we can kind of, uh, if we have recovered, we can look back with a little bit of um, um, humor in a way. You know, we can smile of things which we couldn't, you know, let's say two years ago. And um, so I felt that the puns was kind of, uh, yeah, the title I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted to be in some way honest also and keep my story kind of transparent and uh, so this show and the work was kind of recovery story or work made in recovery but also um, but I could look at it also with a certain uh, humor which you can find very much in my work all the time but uh, but it took it took an effort to kind of get there, you know. So yeah, so after the puns, yes, that is kind of the the story uh, about that title, about the title. Yes, that's really you know, quite, quite extraordinary to hear. You know, that's um, I'm sorry to hear that, and 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 that's also so powerful because that was my association with a punch and something that 
you know, is enormously disorienting, right? When you get punched, and I haven't in quite a long time, it's, it's upsetting on a number of levels. There's a physical level, but also an emotional level. And then, and then it seems that there's another level you're talking about, which is uh, sort of existential about the world itself. This idea of having to grow up fast uh, strikes me as something very profound that has to do with uh, how safe we are in this world and what it means to perhaps make ourselves safe. Is, is that part of what, what it meant to go from like your 20s to your 30s kind of quickly? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, <clears throat> yes, to be, you know, obviously responsible, uh, to show responsibility, even, <clears throat> even if I would not say, you know, that it is your to blame if you get uh, assaulted, you know, but uh, uh, that is obviously the guys shouldn't be assaulting people. But then it is also kind of to think about uh, to locate yourself in situations where you are maybe more aware. Um, yeah, and you maybe more just treat, treat the world like you would want it to, to get it back somehow. And, uh, and so it's a kind of innocence. We're talking about a kind of innocence that's lost almost, right? It's, it's yeah, if I understand you right, we should obviously be able to roam free without, you know, uh, being uh, attacked by by people and stuff. And of course, the world, I don't know, you know, I've been also analyzing a lot what has been going on since the COVID and, and since the war and the climate and all these uh, big, huge, huge issues which we have at the moment. And... Um, and I have also been, uh, you know, I add, I add these things also in my, in my work with titles and, and my consciousness is kind of you know, a little bit occupied, you know, with this uh, unconsciously almost. And that is kind of uh, what I want to uh, add into my work. It is kind of this realm of... Uh, existence somehow a little, little bit uh, dark but uh, but not somehow it is kind of just what it is and this is really part of our or one one side of our existence somehow absolutely yeah that doesn't seem um dark to me it seems um it seems sensitive. It seems uh, looking close. Um, so let's talk about some of the works. And the, the works, you know, uh, when, when, I, when I look at them, they're, I mean, I, I ironically almost, full of, full of life, full of joy. To me, it strikes me as a kind of, um, I'm also an artist, and it seems kind of like painter's paintings, you know. I love the use of color, the use of your hand, all the gesture, the energy. Um, but of course, there's also a lot of imagery in them. So, so maybe to go through some of them, and uh, by title, there's one called "Drowning Little Bit Every Day," um, and, and this yeah. is one that that perhaps relates to some of the things that we're we're talking about. But there's what look like kind of dismembered hands, parts of boots or feet, and um, and a kind of almost puzzle-like image in. In this, in this, you know, very large canvas, that that speaks a bit to what we're talking about. Is is that correct? 
Yeah, I would. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, this is somewhat, you know, um, this is somewhat kind of distorted uh, uh, custom figure. It is also Mickey is ears there and the yellow boots and the gloves and stuff like that. Um, I have kind of, you know, drowning a little bit every day was kind of, uh, you know, yes, obviously it was a, was a quite personal uh, uh, approach of me to with both the titles and works and so on. But drowning a little bit every day was kind of in the beginning of when you have to really look into your your flaws, so to say, or <clears throat> or not to look at them as <clears throat> excuse me as flaws, but something you kind of have to accept with yourself, which can also be quite uh, um, intimidating sometimes. Uh, that you have to accept in some ways that you are <clears throat> either you are not perfect and you will not never be. And and you are you know and you do m mistakes and stuff and you have uh, uh, how can I say yeah that you are just not perfect basically and mm. and in the beginning of uh, my recovery then I really had to kind of face face these things you know I really have to come to both to accept them or try to you know change things in my best ability and so and that kind of work felt a little bit uh, suffocating sometimes it is kind of easier just to you know uh, sweep it under the carpet right it is kind of instead of dealing with things at least in the short term so uh, in the long term it is obviously benefiting more um, so that was a little bit drowning, a little bit every day. Was um, that was my kind of uh, yes, what that painting went about, and with the title, and I felt that was kind of also this kind of what I tried to do, and, and usually it comes naturally to me with uh, with titles. If it doesn't then I usually untitle them. But if it does, then something spontaneous, you know, something which really sticks with me um, and connects. And, uh, and title and imagery has to also play this kind of, uh, has this certain language between them. It becomes this kind of, little bit this uncanny valley thing. With the title and imagery, it has to kind of reflect each other, feed each other in some ways. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that makes that makes sense. Yeah. So that um, was drowning. Oh, I want to ask about about another painting, and maybe this will feed into it, to, 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 if if it's okay to to move on to this one. But the end of, of everything course. is also an enormous canvas, one of the biggest in the shows. <laughs> so you know, its title, the size, the imagery. The content of what we're talking about too seems to be come to almost a climax here. Um, in, in, in this painting, which also has you know a beautiful palette. Uh, I mean, we're looking at an enormous amount of colors. It it, it never gets muddy. Um, seems vibrant and, and and full of kind of wonderful marks and gestures. 
yet it's it's also about something um, something difficult again, right? Something like the end of times, the end of everything. We have animals in here who look like figures, also uh, parts of um, of people and, and faces. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about this one because this is an extraordinary painting to me in its in its size, in its scope, in its title uh, that that brings together potentially so much of what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this painting, uh, the end of everything, there it was kind of my uh, you know, I, I I somehow I yes you were always. I can sometimes think if I am allowed to kind of do it because I'm not in the middle of it somehow, but uh, this was kind of my my reflection of uh, both uh, uh, the current war and uh, and all kind of matters human human rights and and uh, climate change specifically and uh, so that was kind of and and also, I kind of also uh, put my my journey in there as well. It is kind of my journey and and everyone's kind of uh, yes. It is uh, it's all the all the issues we are kind of facing, and and I felt uh, the end of everything. It was kind of my uh, anti. Anti-war painting, uh, and also with the climate change and all these things, it is kind of been it's been a big, big uh, bite to kind of digest and to think of, and and it is uh, quite uh, serious uh, things which is kind of in front of us. And uh, yes, yeah. and uh, yeah, there is almost too much to uh, yeah. So that was kind of what I uh, was thinking with this painting, and for that reason, they are you know, it's also the 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 pop culture and uh, yeah, animals, uh, all kind of things, which obviously everything will be deeply affected. For for of course, I'm always hopeful for things which I hope will not turn out too bad. Let's say it like that. Um, and then also it was in some way uh, end of period in my life, and and it's also end of everything is kind of uh, there is also a new beginning as well. For uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's true. Right, the end of everything in in, in so many ways is uh, yeah, a, a new so beginning, or it could be a new beginning. It, it could be. Let's hope so. And. And I kind of uh, want to approach my work. You know, I have one thing in mind, which you are kind of asking me about now. And so that is kind of, uh, you know, some of my thoughts which I put, put into the work. And, and, uh, and then, on the other hand, I have always wanted the work to be open enough for you and uh, others to be be able to kind of reflect maybe their own story, which is different than mine, and kind of go with it from there. So I always want, even if I have a um, 
uh, one side as the creator of the work. I, I kind of want to leave this door open for it to, for other people to be able to kind of reflect their own things in it as well. That is always my kind of, I don't want to tell you like, yes, this is, and so everything means this, and you're not supposed to think of anything else, you know. I have always wanted to be kind of uh, open. I like that. I, I, that makes sense to me. And I, I want to talk about one more work before we go, which is um, maybe a little bit different, but it's Romeo and Juliet, uh, another very large canvas and uh, has characters in it that are um, Disney characters, it looks like. Me and... Daffy, I think, are the names. I'm not sure. Um, but this is, this is quite different than many other paintings. I mean, it's, 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 your, it's your painting, and it, of course, feels like your painting in all the ways that the others do. But this is a, a more specific gesture in, in this one, isn't it? Yeah, in some, in some ways. I, my paintings are always kind of... They're uh, um, yeah, a you can see it is uh, is hopefully me who painted them all, you know. But once I start a new painting, it is kind of always a a new journey for me. I always have to kind of come up with a new, fresh imagery somehow. That is uh, because that kind of keeps myself also surprised in the end and kind of uh, this playfulness. Uh, yeah, Roman and Julia, of course uh, that. That is, uh, of course, the famous, uh, the famous play and the story. Right. And, and I kind of, uh, in my memory, it has always, when I think of Romeo and Julia, it has always been this kind of romantic, uh, romantic fairy tale. Uh, and I wanted, uh, there I, I'm also kind of, uh, uh, you know, Mickey, when I do, you know, these figures, it is not, you know, in a way, I was never a big fan of, uh, you know, uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse and these uh, characters. When I was a child, it was other, it was um, other cartoons which I watched and was more related to in Iceland and in Scandinavia. But I have always wanted to kind of, uh, or I very often use these Disney figures and I kind of distorted them and I kind of uh, make them very often the opposite of of this kind of childish uh, idea about them and uh, and also I, I just in this case I, I wanted to make uh, it is almost like a toxic relationship this painting is in some way uh, a toxic relationship between these uh, two figures. One is totally upside down and, uh, and one is standing and it's always this kind of smirk. Uh, yeah, it, 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 is, it is a toxic relationship in a way, what you can see there on the canvas, even if it is kind of in this, uh, in some way, uh, it's always playful because if if you do things which is kind of uh, uh, let's say serious or something which is unwanted, and if you uh, 
if you present it in a way which is kind of inviting, <laughs> then it is it always makes this kind of very strange uh, otherworldly feeling because it's both inviting, but at the same time it is kind of uh, um, let's say toxic at the same time. So you can kind of step in, but you but you really should kind of step out, and uh, that is a little bit this painting and. What mm. I am trying to do there is uh, is uh, showing showing these uh, corners of our existence, kind of. Right, right. Well, Georg, it's a beautiful show. Um, I mean, the listeners can click through to see more of all the works here uh, and learn more about it. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go a little off topic, which is, what are you reading at the moment? Uh, what I uh, what I was reading most recently, it is the book How to Read Donald Duck. That is, uh, and that is a, that is not a that is not a custom book actually, but uh, that is the book which I am reading uh, or I am looking into is here I have it How to Read Donald Duck and. Uh, Imperialist ideology in the Disney comic, and which is quite quite interesting. It's a quite interesting uh, book to read. Well, that sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Georg, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today, and thank you for making this beautiful work and talking to me about it. Thank you so much. That my my pleasure. My pleasure. Very nice to talk to you too. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.